We know you're sitting at your desk right now and you want to get down to 30A. We encourage you to get down here and play more and stay at the play more. It's a cool house located in watercolor in the Lake District. It's four bedrooms, four baths, screen and porch with a fireplace. Each room has a balcony and it's only a one minute walk to the Western Lake Bridge. Watercolor is an awesome place to stay here on 30A. You can see the Playmore house at 30acottages.com right now. Get down here and see us. Live at Stinky's Bait Shack in Dune Allen Beach. It's the 30A Show, presented by 38cottages.com. 30A Radio celebrates the small town beach life we enjoy here along Florida's scenic Highway 30A. Here's your hosts, Corey Davis with 30A Radio and Laura Holloway from the Storyteller Agency. It's terrible! She has beautiful eyes and her hair smells like cinnamon! All right, hey everybody, it's the 30A show. We've got a Whopper today. We're going to get to that in a minute, but speaking of Whoppers, Laura, let's <laughs> nice go to the nice board. segue, Corey. That's right, yeah. Uh, the sixth <laughs> annual Pompano tournament is ongoing, and guess who's at top? God, Jerry Labakin is killing it still. He's just counting his money right now. Counting it. <laughs> so Jerry Labakin uh, has a 3.965 Pompano, but I will tell you this. We had a kid come in just a minute ago. He's vowed to catch a pompano a day, Ooh. and he put up a 3.104. I believe it was John Phillips was who that was. So, uh, yeah, I, I just posted the photo, too. So awesome. it, it was a good-looking pompano. He went all the way to Miramar Beach. Wow. All the way over there. God, he had to get on 98. <laughs> yeah, 98. Ooh, that's, who does that? I mean, that's a dangerous pompano. It's a dangerous road. <laughs> So uh, the Pompano Tournament at Stinky's is ongoing. You can fish and uh, come in here and weigh it daily, but you got to be registered for the tournament. You can go on stinkysfishcamp.com and get registered and uh, compete for up to $2,500 in cash and prizes. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty amazing. And what have you been up to? Oh, you know, just living the dream. Yeah? Yep, living well, life. And you got a you got a, a little uh, shindig happening. You, we do, we do, yeah. Congratulations to the uh, Thank you. Our office just opened up in um, Grayton Beach. Nice. Just down from the preserve, and it's amazing. I love it. We have a, we rotate the different office dogs that come in. So if you're lucky, you'll come on a day when Dexter's there. But if you come when Cur Dog's there, watch yourself. Do you have any open offices that you, I could, like, lease out just to put my dog uh, we do not do dog sitting services, but I'm open to discussing that because rent is rent. I do love dogs and money and, is money. And rent is rent. So uh, our past guest, Oliver, with the Premier Property Group, gave us a lead oh. on today's guest. Okay. And this has been in the making for quite a while. I think growing up, if uh, you're above the age of 30, probably, maybe 40, somewhere in there. Keep going. 50? Keep going. 60? Keep going. Okay, well, I'm talking about how long the term has been out there. <laughs> how long do you think this term, Redneck Riviera, has been out there? I've, I've traced it back to the 1950s when a uh, guy, uh, name was Shine, that was what he played uh, under. He was a, uh, uh, played in a bar in uh, Orange Beach. And he wrote a song called The Redneck Riviera. How'd it go? Um, you want to <laughs> I do. I want to hear it. Can we, can we no, hear it? No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, I, I've got the record, and honest to God, it's a 45 RPM, and I have not been able to find something to, to play, to play it. it on. All right, we'll but, find uh, it. You saw I have it framed, nice. <laughs> autographed. Uh, oh, but wow. uh, the first time it really caught on was uh, a guy named Howell Raines, who used to be the executive editor of the New York Times, and uh, an Alabama boy. I went to college with him, and he wrote a piece about Kenny Stabler and Richard Todd, and he 
said, you know, whooping it up on the Redneck Riviera. Wow. And when it's in the New York Times, it's going to go around. And it just sort of grew from there. And he said, he told me he didn't know where he heard it, whether he heard Shine's record or just, you know, it's a nice alliteration. And, but it caught on. And, uh, and a lot of people pride themselves at it. We always kind of liked it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so that was... Uh, when I was looking for uh, something that I could write that I'd, would give me an opportunity to come down and stay at our beach house, um, there it was. That's it. <laughs> our guest today is Hardy Jackson. He's a local. He's uh, out past Seaside in the Seagrove area, and uh, you can probably find him at any of the craft bars around here. He's a, he's a cold beer drinker, and he's definitely all south. Uh, he wrote a book called The Rise and Fall. Not Fall. Rise and decline. The rise and decline. It's not fallen yet. <laughs> the decline is precipitous, but it is not out yet. I can still go. find it for you. I take it back. <laughs> I got I got my little whiteout stick here. Those were available back in the 80s, I think, the whiteout. <laughs> yeah. um, still put it on the computer The rise screen. and decline <laughs> of the Redneck Riviera, and it's an insider's history of uh, the Gulf South, Florida and Alabama coast. So let's get into it. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in South Alabama, and uh, a little town called Grove Hill, about 100 miles north of Mobile, 160 miles north of Gulf Shores. And so we would go down there, or then my aunt and grandmother bought the property in Seagrove, and we started going here. And it's, so basically, the part I'm writing about, from Mobile Bay to St. Andrews Bay, which is what I define as the Redneck Riviera, because it's my book, and I can do whatever I want to. That's, that is absolutely <laughs> true. <laughs> so that was, that was the part that I was most familiar with, and that's what I wrote about. So when you were traveling and uh, coming over to the Gulf and hitting the water, where did you end up most? Most of the time, it would either be Orange Beach or it would be uh, Seagrove. If I was coming down with my friends to just party, it would be Orange Beach. If uh, Until the 70s, because the 70s was when South Walton County really got redneckery. I mean, it really, <laughs> uh, this was when... Uh, the, you, you know, the big bend in the road uh, where 30A swings back. Right. It used yes. to be a honky tonk right in there, and that and for about four or five years that place rocked. I kid you not. They had a uh, an all girl band that was re reportedly alternate lifestyles, okay. and uh, uh, they it was a hoot. Yeah, you could. Uh, but this this was the thing about down here. There was virtually no control. Yeah. You seldom if ever saw anyone, uh, any any law enforcement, but you seldom saw anyone doing anything that you needed law enforcement for. It was kind of a live and let live atmosphere. Do you remember the, the one or two law enforcement officers' names from back then? No. I never ran into them. They were yeah. never around. <laughs> never around. <laughs> Officer, I think, was one of them. I'm interested to know, you said that you would come down with your friends to party. Can you tell us what one of those party weekends might consist of? Uh, what Friday, Saturday, and Sunday usually. Okay. <laughs> and what happened on these Friday, Saturdays? I think he's evading the question. Uh, it's uh, memory fails. <laughs> memory fails. <laughs> Which means it was probably well, it a good was, weekend. We, we would come, if you go to Gulf Shores, you went to uh, the Floribama later on. Mm -hmm. uh, there was the, uh, the Pink Pony there. That, yep. uh, and, uh, you know, and, and those places came and went. Uh, and, you know, you just... You rent a place at the state park and hope they didn't have people riding around and, uh, you know, check and see who was the oldest one that could, you know, take a fake idea and, you know, and it was, it was basically what kids do now, except we didn't do it in such large groups and we didn't do it with MTV watching. And you didn't post right. selfies of it happening, which made it a little bit more thank, incriminating. Thank God there was <laughs> <rice>. <laughs> no. 
selfies. <laughs> no, and, and we always gave false names. What was your false name? What was my false name? I don't remember. What would it be today? Uh, it would not be. <laughs> <laughs> He's just I already told you I'm an old man. That's so funny. I've, so, got, uh, I've got children older than you. I've got sport coats older than you. <laughs> I'd like one of those sport coats. That's really good. So uh, Hardy was a teacher, professor, uh, department head. Yes, all where, those where, things. Where, where, did you, where did you teach? Jacksonville State University in okay. Jacksonville, Alabama. It's, uh, if you draw a line between... Atlanta and Birmingham get right in the middle and go north about 20 miles right in the foothills. Beautiful so, country. What were you teaching? What did you get into? I taught Southern history. Uh, taught uh, Old South, New South, Southern culture, uh, and uh, just had a good time. It was great. Yeah. And researched and wrote. That's cool. Okay, so when your family and you guys decided to come down here, you got, you have uh, quite a few kids, is that right? I have, I have children scattered all over there. No. I, <laughs> Something he doesn't even know about. <laughs> no. Then, then how can I? <laughs> I couldn't admit to him. No, uh, I have um, uh, a son and a daughter. Okay. Uh, I have another daughter that lives in Atlanta. Okay. But I have a son and a daughter. He was at Auburn, and she was fixing to go into her junior year in high school. She's been coming down here since she could walk. Well, so is he. And uh, she's always said, I want to come down here. I want to come down and live. We said, well, you're going to leave your friends. She said, my friends can come visit me. You know, who's going to not come visit me at the beach? Right. <laughs> and so and so we made the move. Uh, Checked out South Walton High, loved it, and she has had a great time there. Uh, and she graduates this year. So. All right, so Redneck Riviera. After the article came out, uh, what, what what changed down here? Thirty. I, I, I've done an article. I haven't finished it up yet, but it's the the title of it is is working title is Thirty A where the Redneck River came Riviera came to die. So I like the elephant <laughs> graveyard. <laughs> But that's uh, it, uh, it, th this stretch of road pretty well epitomizes what has happened going all the way from Panama City to uh, Orange Beach and Gulf Shores. Uh, you've got uh, uh, kind of an evolution. It was yuppified for a while. You can use all these terms, but it's yuppified. It's, I like that. Uh, but it's it's become upscale. Uh, and it's really hard to find a good old-fashioned redneck bar, the type of place that, you know, usually you go into a place, you wipe your feet when you go in. These are the places you wipe, wipe your feet, feet when you, you come leave. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, the floor of Bama is, for a long time, was pretty close to it. But uh, they, when, when they Joe... They started selling T-shirts and yeah. it was all yeah. over. The well, Pink when, Pony's uh, still there. It's the still kind of diving. It's, it's still got its that atmosphere, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, the floor of Bama, when, when Joe... Uh, Joe Christie, one of the co-owners, when they divided and brought in a new partner, the new partner brought in some more upscale stuff. And I, I, I've always said that a couple of good bar fights and somebody throwing up in the corner and it's going to be like it used to be. But <laughs> I, I don't really think it is. I think it's, it's gotten... But, you know, the floor of is a great place. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, if you haven't been to the mullet toss, go to the mullet toss. I won that hat at the mullet toss. By tossing a mullet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're trying real hard to get me to admit to something I, I didn't I do. I am. That's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm just a good boy. That's just it. My mother loved me. <laughs> That's all that matters. So we do a segment on the show every week that is um, by Laura. And I don't know where she goes with any of these questions, but we're going to release Laura on oh. She's already started right off real well. That's it. <laughs> release Laura. In your opinion... And very expert opinion, I might add. Now, don't go too far with that, you know. <laughs> What's the difference between a Southerner and a redneck? Oh, you walked into that one. <laughs> I did, on purpose. Um, the best distinction I've heard drawn 
was drawn by the late, great Billy Carter. He was on the Johnny Carson show one night, and he was talking about his softball team over in Plains. And he said, you know, just a bunch of good old boys. And Johnny Carson said, you mean rednecks? And Billy looked at him like he had just fallen off the turnip truck. <laughs> and he said, no, I mean good old boys. And Johnny Carson said, well, what's the difference? And this was what he said. He said, a good old boy rides down the road in his pickup truck, drinking a Coke, and when he finishes, he puts the can in a little bag. A redneck drives down the road in his pickup truck, drinking a beer, and when he finishes, he throws it out the window. <laughs> and tries to hit a sign with it. Right. Yeah, it's kind of hard to do when you're driving. <laughs> you got you to gotta remember, that's the, that's the shotgun's <laughs> job. You, you haven't done much of this, have you? Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth. I'm pleading the fifth on that one. <laughs> Well, you should see her in her little Mini Cooper. She's crazy. I grew up in Tennessee, and my husband has... Where in Tennessee? Cookville. It's What's it? Tennessee what? Tech is there. Okay. It's right, right in between Nashville and Knoxville. But when I fell in love with my husband, he drove a white Chevy Silverado Z71. Chevy Silverado. With mud tires. Yeah, you, you, and that did it for what me. What's not to love. Uh, exactly. <laughs> that did it for me. But, I mean, back roads driving, that's just what you did. Yeah. And so you sat on the shotgun side and threw things at the tires. I did. Yeah. I, did. I mean, it's a sign. I yeah. did, yeah. You yeah. got points if you could hit them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What is your favorite song of all time? Good Lord, woman, as long as I've lived, it's... <laughs> I mean, I was uh, going around yesterday humming. can't even remember what it was now. Um, favorite song of all time? Um, probably a, a pirate, pirate Looks at 40 by oh, Jimmy Buffett. One. But uh, even though I'm almost to the point where I've looked at 40 twice. <laughs> pirate looking way back at 40. Way back, yeah. That's a good song. Yeah. But I, I, I remember seeing Jimmy Buffett when it was just him. Uh, two other members of the band Mike, Mike and sitting Allie. on a, yeah, I mean, uh -huh. just sitting on a stage in Atlanta and nothing else. You yeah. know, just uh, follow up on Jimmy Buffett. You got any stories of Jimmy Buffett in the area when people just really didn't look at him as Jimmy Buffett? I've got stories about him down in Key West, but not around here. Uh, yeah. Because when I was working on the book, I tried to uh, arrange you know, an interview to talk with him in some way, and he's never here. Uh, and his sister, of course, has got Lulu's there, and occasionally he shows up there, but he doesn't pre-announce it, so mm -hmm. I didn't push it too hard. It was like trying to get an interview with Kenny Stabler. You know, most of what Stabler had to say, he had already said it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I was told by people, you can interview him again, but you're not going to get anything new. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but no, I didn't try real hard. Uh, he's, he's really, when you think about it, his music is more Caribbean. It's not really you know, the trashy white band. Oh, uh, I don't know. You go back. You go back to the second album. Yes. Yeah, the yeah. second white album. White Sport, White Sport Coat and a Pink Crustacean. Yeah. Uh -huh. The Great Feeling Station Hold Up yes. and all of those. Yes. yes. I was going to say that's the ultimate redneck song to me. They yeah. go in and, and yeah. hold up the feeling Pulled station. The, I'll be hum, humming that one all day now. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Wanted men will strike again, but first let's have a beer. <laughs> See, I thought the ultimate redneck song was Sweet Home Alabama, but. Well, I'm saying Jimmy Buffett's ultimate oh, Jimmy redneck Buffett. song. You know, if you're going to go there. No, I Sweet Home Alabama's. You can Actually, there's actually a tune in there somewhere. <laughs> the filling station hold up is just kind of various from who's that's in the. That, that's right. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that that's that's a good one. And uh, of course, then why don't we get drunk? Which yeah. is, uh, you know, uh, but we don't. You know, this is radio, so we don't need to do that. Sure, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, that that would. I, I always like the pirate looking forty. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yep. What um, if you were on death row? What would your last meal be? 
cyanide. <laughs> Just be done with You're it. You're about right? to get that anyway. What are you going to have before? <laughs> I don't know. Good grief. Where do you get these questions? Fried fish, hush puppies. Okay. There you All go. right. Yeah. All right. Preferably Snapper, but I'll take group. She's trying not to ask you the Kenny Stabler questions that he's already answered. No, that's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't I haven't thought of either one. I'm not interested before. in the normal questions. Well, that's right. You won't get the normal answers either. <laughs> How did you meet your wife? Uh, she was a student of mine. Oh, I like See, that. See, they always like this. Oh, you dirty old man. It no, only took I don't me mean like ten that. Ten years later. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've always kind of been slow on the uptake. Was she a good student? She was a very good student. Yeah. Smart, swift. Yep, very good. Fine mother. Wonderful woman. Didn't take her 10 years to get out of your class. Like, no, no, she got out of there as fast as she could. <laughs> she never did like She it. failed on purpose for no, 10 years right. to see him No, she day. didn't fail, but she still said I was the meanest. Never mind. That's funny. <laughs> That's what, would no, you, um, what would you title your own autobiography? I'm just here for the beer. I like That's that. That's a good one. That was Kenny Stable's line. Yeah. So I just, you know, stole it. But no, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't. I wouldn't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm one of these people that kind of wonders if there's anything I've ever done that anybody won't read about. So, yeah. I would say so. I would say yes. <laughs> yeah, there's something there. Um, when you're writing, what's your what's your inspiration? What do you, what's your routine? Do you sit down and have a certain drink and turn on a certain music, or what's your writing? I, I don't write from inspiration. Writing's hard work. Yeah. Uh, I do research. I think about it. I walk the dogs. I walk along the beach. When I was back up in the hill country, I walked the hills. Uh, I read stuff. I put it together. A lot of time, a lot of the stuff I've written came right out of my classes, preparing lectures, and I would think about it, and students would ask questions and play off of that. Uh, this down here was, was more of the on-site research than I usually did. I had to go to these bars. Mm -hmm. It was just important. And the publisher kept saying, you've got to finish writing this. And I was going, oh, there's one more festival that I've got. <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. It's, um, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's something that I could never teach writing because the, the, the formal part of it is something that's just there. And I know I picked it up somewhere. I did a talk at the University of Alabama recently about writing and and the, the main thing about writing is you pay attention to what's going on and even if you're writing you know first stuff that I wrote was was 18th century Georgia and uh, but I looked at things going on around me particularly politics and saw many of the same things happening again and you've also just got to be willing sometime to uh, to realize that you write something and it's not any good and you throw it out uh, which is really hard because, you know, but it's better than somebody else saying, you shouldn't have written that, son. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, two more questions. One, have you ever been in a bar fight? No. All right, and two. Wait, where... wait, you, you, now, now <laughs> I didn't say I haven't witnessed one. <laughs> well, we've all seen one. I want to know if you've been in one. No, I've never been in a bar fight. I'm not a fighter. I'm, I'm You're a writer. I'm a negotiator, <laughs> you know. That's it. Yeah. All right. What was the other one? What's your favorite place to go on 30A? My house. <laughs> Great. We're all going there after the show. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Come, well, we'll meet come you on there. up. We'll sit on the deck. That's right. Uh, no. Uh, the, the favorite place to go that's that's not my house. Oh, man. Um, that's a hard one. I um, I really like Great Southern. Mm -hmm. It's a great cafe. Uh, and I... Uh, 
for the longest time, I think my favorite place to go that's not there anymore was the Seagrove Market. Yeah, but it's coming back. It's like bringing the Florabama back, you know? <laughs> and I know George has got his heart in the right place and everything else, and my daughter's worked there before. She's, she wants to work there again, but it's, it's just, they, they're not gonna have enough bubble gum under the table, yeah. you know, it's just. It's not gonna be as divey, I it, guess. It, it, if anybody can pull it off, George can. Sure. But I'm, I'm, we'll wait and see. No, well, I think we'll, as long as they've got that grouper sandwich, I, you know. Well, we I'll, have I'll we're we're getting the first grouper sandwiches. That's what they told us. Yeah. When they opened the new place. Well, you've said, been lied to because I'm getting the first. Are you? <laughs> no. We'll all go together. Damn it! <laughs> now gotta great. get in line now. So. <laughs> Jeez. No, I'm kidding. We'll we'll get there. That's it. Release, Laura. That's that's good stuff. Can you when when you were researching for the book? Did you get even further back in history for our area here? Did you find out some neat things about the 30 area that you really didn't intend to? Um, there wasn't a whole lot of history here, to be very honest with you. You don't, your first um, inklings of this are in the 1880s and 90s, and, you know, and that's in Destin, but on 30A, Grayton Beach, and that was it. Um, I mean, there was no 30A. Uh, my house is on 30A right now, and yet when the house was built, there was nothing but a dirt trail across there. You know, and we got through there, fought through the sand spurs, got over and went to the beach. Um, and, uh, you know, it uh, uh, it was it was a very closed, clustery place. I mean, we almost never went to Grayton because of so much trouble to get there. You had to go back out on 98 and come back over again. Uh, seldom came down here. Uh, or up here, I've never quite understood which direction it is. Um, and, you know, so when, now I hated Seagrove when I was a teenager. I mean, it was nothing. No, no, no kids my age, and then I got my driver's license can go to Panama City. But as I found out later, Seagrove and Grayton and Blue Mountain and all of these were developed mainly because they're not Panama City. This was a place that these were places that you didn't have the Miracle Strip. You didn't have Goofy Golf. You didn't have, you know, you can have all of that. You can drive down there, but you can come back here. And uh, uh, I think one of the big differences is today, most of the people who come down here want essentially the same amenities they left in Buckhead and they left in uh, Mountain Brook and all of this. They want them down here and they want a beach. And in many cases, they don't really want a beach. They would never even go to the beach. Um, but it's, um, you know, we came down here to get away. Now, of course, getting away from Grove Hill, Alabama, you, you were not taking a long step because there were no amenities in Grove Hill, Alabama either. Uh, we did have a nice dairy bar, but that's about yeah. it. But no, down here, we'd bring in the food, mama would cook, men would sit around and play poker. Sounds pretty good to me. It was. It sounds it, pretty or, awesome. We were doing this when I was uh, when I was teaching in Atlanta in Clayton State College, south of Atlanta. Uh, every spring, I would bring a bunch of guys down here. Uh, right, right about the time March Madness was on, we'd come down and we'd cook and we'd drink and we'd play poker, and then we'd go home. And you know, going out to eat or anything like that? No, oh, do that. That would require driving, and that would. <laughs> That would require taking your life in your own hands. No, no. No, sir. It is the rise and decline of the Redneck Riviera. Uh, Hardy Jackson lives in our area and wrote the book. What kickback did you get from writing the book? Was there any? 
a kickback in how monetarily? No. Because like, if you people buy this thing, you're contributing to the Will and Anna Jackson College Fund. There you go. Uh, no. Nobody we'll gets push rich. Back. Nobody push gets back. Push back. Push yeah. back. Right. Let me just say, nobody ever gets rich. Uh, writing for University Press. Right. Well, now, I take that back, but he had already committed suicide. Uh, John Kennedy O'Toole, who wrote Confederacy of Dunces, uh, it was published by University Press, and they made a bundle of money, but he was gone. And, so, so let's, I use the wrong word. What pushback did you get by writing criticism? this book? Yes, criticism, pushback. <laughs> It's really been well received. Has it, it really has. It's been well reviewed, and in places I never expected. It was reviewed in the Miami Herald. It was re reviewed in the Washington Times. Um, you know, and for the most part, the the basic feeling about it, which is what I wanted to get across anyway, is that there are regions in the United States that that sort of transcend counties or uh, uh, even state lines. And they hold together because of their regional identity. And uh, uh, this is one. You know, you've got the Mississippi Delta. Uh, you know, you've got the Appalachians, or Appalachians, if you pronounce it the way they do. Uh, and, you know, it's, uh, uh, and, and this, is, this is an area of regional identity. And uh, for a while, it was identified as the, uh, the Redneck Riviera. And the Atlanta Constitution the other day, uh, a guy was writing an article and said, you can go here, here, or you can go down on Fru-Fru 30A. <laughs> <laughs> Which you might want a t-shirt for that one, too. I kind of do. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I guess the towns that surround us, Destin and Panama City, you can still kind of get a hint of the, the release from city life or it being too busy in those two areas, and you can still come over here and enjoy Point Washington State Forest, and you can still enjoy the release of too much activity, right? Yeah, you can do that, but you got to get away from 30A. Yeah. 30A is, this right now, is is the down season. Right. I, don't tell anyone, but May is the best month because they've already discovered October. <laughs> Turn his mic off. <laughs> yeah, get it, get right. it right now. That's the end of the show. No. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I understand that, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's hectic, and... Uh, you know, in many places, is being loved to death, uh, and you know, there you have it. Yeah. I, I just don't want them to pave our streets. I don't care. The dust gets all in my jeep, but I don't care. Uh, and you know, it's it's. I, I sort of had have a love hate relation. I had one reviewer who said that it sounded like I wanted to go back to the old days. I said, well, good. You know? yeah. so, so I wanted it to sound like, but uh, but I understand it's not. You know, the good old days sucked in a lot of ways. Sure. So uh, you know, it's there's there are things down here to do. There are people who come down to do it. There are people who've made a very very good living helping these people, uh, and uh, you know, I'm all for it. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, it's the American way. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. There is a song that we could probably all reflect on. It's by J.J. Gray and Mofro. It's Lockaloosa. Don't know if you've heard that song, but mm -hmm. it's uh, it's kind of, it has hints of what this area still is and what he had hoped is, is that it? No. <laughs> I thought it just came off. <laughs> so, yeah, if anybody hasn't heard that song, that's every time I'm driving down the road and I kind of 
feel like that's what he's singing about is getting back to that and we still have that here and uh i'll tell you what we really appreciate you coming on the show it's a pleasure this has yeah. been great i had a beer with somebody that wrote a book about rednecks that's awesome <laughs> and the book i know you can find it at sundog books you can find it at sundog uh in fact sundog bless their hearts say that i'm uh, i'm not john grisham now i'm not but i'm that but it, you're it, on the very front when you walk in your book is on the front right table by and the door. on the 30th uh, shameless plug. Uh, on the 30th, Sundog is celebrating their 30th anniversary. Yes. And then I'm going to be there and I'm going to be signing and there'll good. be some other folks signing. And, you know, we'll just have a whoop to do good time. We'll be over there and, and I'll bring the, you a cold beer. Good, do that because all I have to do is walk over. See, I don't have to drive back. But that's good. Yeah. That's good. good. Okay, Hardy, thank you so much for My being pleasure. on the show today. That's great. Uh, we really appreciate it. You can go online. Uh, I've seen it on Amazon, but go to Sundog Books yes. and buy the Sundog, book there. Sundog. Support your local businesses. Thank that is a great bookstore, and we really appreciate you, Hardy. Thanks so much, and it's good to meet uh, uh, a local like yourself. Bravo. Thank you so much. It's good to meet you. That was great. <laughs> the that was pretty good. Well, it wasn't awesome. bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Catch the 30A Show, Fridays, 7 a.m., Sundays, 10 a.m. and 6 p.m., or via podcast on 30a.com. Inside our free 30A app for iPhone and Android, iTunes podcast app, and on Apple TV.